0: This is The Mindful and the Messy with Roxy and Sarah. Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy, honest, real-life chats on living and loving our lives.
1: Welcome to The Mindful and the Messy. I'm Sarah.
0: And I'm Roxy. And today's topic, we are talking about periods and the pill. Sarah, why don't you dive straight into it? So periods and the pill, what do you think about this big topic?
1: I mean, I think it's one that it's a really good one to talk about mm. because I think a lot of people still, maybe not so much as before, but are uncomfortable about talking about it. Yeah. There's a lot of different feelings, I think, that come up around this and and almost like a shame and a fear of embarrassment. Mm. Um, so yeah. I love that we are diving into this topic. Me too. Because, um, you know, if, if you a lot of people deal with it obviously
0: it's part of our nature so yeah Yeah. exactly no I totally agree I think there is still a lot of stigma and and taboo around talking about periods and Mm -hmm. I think for sure sometimes it's it's been a thing um definitely more so in my youth um where I was really uncomfortable talking about it to my friends even my family like people really close to me um and it's such a shame that it is a topic that people do feel really uncomfortable about because it's just a normal part of life for women and it's a big thing and it happens every single month and I think it's only with me getting older and probably also um diving a bit more into my spirituality did I come to accept it a bit more um and and look at it as something not to be ashamed of. Um, but I've definitely, for sure, 100% felt ashamed or embarrassed about my period. I think being embarrassed about my period was something more that happened, like, in high school. I don't know. It's just, like, I went to an all-girls school yeah. as well. So it was just, like, everyone got their mm-hmm. period. So <laughs> I don't know. It was, It was. yeah. So it's always been, like, a an uncomfortable topic. But that's why I like that we're talking about it openly to try and get rid of that stigma
1: yeah and I mean it's not only a natural thing it's a very beautiful thing yeah Uh, it's totally about giving life and um it's actually magnificent what our bodies can do and uh the fact that we go through this shedding you know and not everyone like everyone um will have different cycles and maybe dealing with their hormones differently but you know in general it happening once a month we go through this whole cycle and transformation once a month and that's quite incredible yeah that we that
0: yeah absolutely and I love the um if we're talking about like the cycles as well just, it. I remember only, again, recently, probably in the last couple of years, trying to be more in tune with the cycles and, like, understanding, understanding your hormones at different parts of your cycle and what, how that affects your mood. I feel like when you understand that, it all kind of makes a bit more sense. You're like, oh, that's why I'm so tired and I want mm-hmm. to eat chocolate and do nothing. Or in other parts of your cycle, you're like, oh, wow, I want to invent stuff and create and do this and I have so much energy what's going on
1: Yeah it's only been really in the last few months for me I think that I've really started tracking my own cycle and like you're saying how my energy changes mm-hmm. and it's exactly what you said I I definitely go through phases where I'm feeling so tired like when I'm getting close to having my period I feel tired I feel inward I do get super moody. Like I know that might be a stereotype. I'm not really sure. I know it's kind of looked at that way sometimes, but I've noticed like I get way moodier about a week before, and I I'm way more emotional. Like I do cry easier. Um, but I've just learned to look at that more like a time of going inward. And then you're right. Like when I'm ovulating, I'm I have so much energy and want to create all the things and do all the stuff. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool to be in tune with yourself like that. Cause it, you can integrate it all into your self care as well. Like mm. according to what cycle you're in personally right now, what your body needs mm. that can also help you adapt your own routines and rituals. And I think it's a really nice way. I found it anyway, to connect more deeply with myself
0: Yeah, I find it super nice as well, and I'm really similar to you as well. I don't think it's a stereotype so much as maybe um, almost more of a scientific thing as to the complete drop in hormones levels Mm. right before you get your period. Um, I'm not a scientist. I can't actually remember which hormones (laughs) drop, but it's it's for sure a thing that right before your period you're feeling lethargic and low in energy, and it is because your body is preparing for this shedding Which, um, yeah, as you said, is beautiful, but I didn't always look at it as beautiful. I looked at it Uh as a burden and something that was um, painful and annoying and getting in the way of me doing my day-to-day activities and, and feeling quite detached because not understanding why I was getting so emotional. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I did a poll on Instagram about this um, earlier to see, you know, how common is it for people to get PMS? Is it that common? Um, Is it that common for people to get um, cramps? And so um, from just what my little poll showed me was that it's super common for most people to get PMS Um, to some degree. Some um, people get quite severe PMS, um, some uh, like myself, I don't get a huge amount of PMS. I'm actually, um, I get quite low in energy, but I'm not too uh, too moody. But um, I, for instance, get cramps. Like I get them almost every single time. Usually the first two days of my period, I'll get cramps. Um, and that, again, was quite normal or like quite a lot of women do get that. Um, so it's just, I think it's interesting to also, when I did the poll, was to be like, oh, it's one of those things that you're like, you're not alone in this. And yes, these women are also, you know, having this pain every cycle or also going through these same experiences, which I think, I feel like until you talk about it openly, you kind of just aren't a 100% sure.
1: Yeah. And it, it's so strange because. Growing up, you know, this is what happens. Like, if you're a woman, this is what you're dealing with. And it'll happen every month. You know other women are dealing with it and other girls. Um, I don't even know that I want to say dealing with it, but experiencing mm. it. Uh, and yet, you're right. Like, there's still, I remember so clearly for so long having this feeling of, I can't talk about this or I have to, like, hide it almost. Mm. Um. Or, like, even, you know, whenever you would have a conversation about it, it always felt so freeing, like, just to admit what's going on with your own body. But even, you know, like, until, like, the last few years, I'd say I still felt a lot of shame and wanted to hide it and just sweep it under the rug, I guess. Yeah. Which is strange because it's a a huge chunk of your life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs)
1: It happens every month, like most of the time. So
0: I know, right? It is crazy. And um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I experienced more shame as a teenager probably, but still coming um, more into adulthood, it's still definitely a thing that I felt. And 100% way more freeing when you can talk to other women about it. And I also felt a real sense of empowerment learning about it more. Because I feel like, well, from my point of view, um, in my schooling, I didn't learn a huge amount about periods. I feel like you got the, like, really basic lowdown of what's happening, why it happens, but from a very, like, biological point of view and just, like, Mm -hmm. what's going on. But I feel like there wasn't a real holistic education. Well, I certainly didn't experience that, and it's only in really my adulthood that – you know, I've followed um, some really helpful accounts on Instagram that have like given me a lot of insight or um, also understanding maybe more from a, um, I suppose you could call it spiritual point of view of um, like the moon and tracking your cycles and understanding that a bit more and um, all the different cycles and also how um, I kind of relate them to the seasons. So like yeah. Um I know there's like people can talk about them in in seasons or um in archetypes sorry of women. So like um the winter I think is also the crone which is mm. when you get your period. And um the maiden and the uh you know all these other kinds of things and it's just for me I found it a really nice way of looking at your period in a in a different way than what we kind of grew up learning about.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that, and I think it's been pretty similar for me, like, when I did my uh, yoga and meditation teacher training, that was a pretty pivotal time in changing how I saw my own period. I'd already, like, done a lot of work to release shame around it, but when we were at the training, um, they referred to it as your moon time, which I know other people do as well, but I love that, Uh, just they talked about it in such a beautiful way it was you were on your moon time it was your time to go inward um you would wear a little i can't remember what it's called a bindi i think uh, a like diamond type one and so you were announcing to everyone there that yeah i'm on my period right now or on my moon time and everyone really respected that and gave you a lot of space and boundaries and helped you out if you you know asked if you wanted some tea anything like that and I just loved how it was it was almost revered and honored that you were going through this part of your month and of your cycle um and that really made me appreciate it more and again look at it more like a beautiful thing rather than a nuisance something that deserves to be honored and and to be grateful for as well
0: that's so beautiful. I love that. But do you know what happened for me just then as you were talking about it when you were like, yeah, and you only put the the bindi like thing on your head and that shows everyone that you're on your period? Part of me was like, ah, what? Yeah, like well, still. <laughs> I
1: remember, like, because they told us at the beginning and it's kind of like, oh, really? <laughs> um, and when it got, I didn't get mine to like the end of the training, pretty much. Mm. And I remember thinking about it like do I want to do it and I was like yeah I want to do it because even like four weeks ago this me would not want to do it I had the same reaction like I don't want everyone to know I'm on my period and you know it's like this you almost have this like grossed out perspective that you've put on it and like it's messy Mm. mindful in the messy yeah
0: exactly
1: (laughs) um yeah but it was so it felt so good to just wear it and to have it in that way like Mm. it's a beautiful thing I really loved it I appreciated that that's not to say since then I've been going around announcing to everyone but I've definitely been I'd say I'm probably more open about it and more accepting and loving about it than I was before
0: yeah that's so nice I also would have for sure like um, as much as I feel like I am quite in tune and open and stuff with, um, talking about periods, I still would have probably been a little bit hesitant, but I'm, that's such a nice story. I really, I really appreciate that. I think, um, just while we're talking about, you know, how you're saying, I love that they call it moon time as well. I haven't heard that yeah. before. So I really, I really, I'm going to use that. Um, but I like that they, um, we also giving you a space and like, do you need any tea? And um, that kind of just makes me think talking about it, talking about your period and when you're on your period to your partner or your significant other. Mm-hmm. So for me, I know in previous relationships, it's been something that I'd been like, even saying I'm on my period was like, I couldn't even say the words, like I'm on yeah. my period. Like I was, I was just, I I don't know, I was so embarrassed, I think, about it. And, like, to tell them, like, I'm on my period was just, like, I didn't even want to bring it up. I just wanted to pretend that, like, I didn't even have it, like, it wasn't even a thing. Um, And and now that I've gotten a bit older and stuff, like, I, I almost... Like I tell my partner every time that I'm on my period. Yeah, and, and he's really great. He'll go and like make me a peppermint tea, or give me chocolate, or give me a massage. Like it's great. <laughs> but um, like you, you don't have to come up with
1: excuses right? why you can have sex with someone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like just well,
1: and who you knows? Like you exactly. can. I'm not saying you can. Yeah, you can. But you can. <laughs> it, yeah. Anyway, I just had to throw that in there. It's
0: so true. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the other thing as well. You'd be like, oh yeah, like. <laughs> I just, like, I'm just really tired or whatever. <laughs> You're just really like, I'm on my period and I don't want to tell you I'm on my period. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh, it's so funny. But what what about you with your significant others? How have you felt about it?
1: Yeah, like, I, I'm with you again. This relationship that I'm in now is the first one where I yeah. felt really free around it, to be honest, like, um, and that actually I'm about to get, I don't know, maybe a little graphic here, just. No, Warning no. people. <laughs> <I don't know laughs> messy, right. Remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but near the beginning of our relationship, I actually got it while we were having sex. Yeah. Um, and I was so mortified about oh. it, but I felt like I just felt so embarrassed, like you're yeah. saying, because I'd always gone this route of hiding and covering it up and and trying to find any reason to tell them mm. other than yeah I'm on my period um but he was so great about it and just Aww. like why are you worried like it's normal like yeah. da, da. and uh it also in my head I just kept telling myself like this is a good thing because it's finally forcing me to be mm. like to accept this part of me in my body
0: yeah you
1: know yeah. I've never done it before and now I've been forced to do it and to be honest about it and to totally accept it. And so since then, I think that was a turning point for me as well. And now it's pretty, you know, now I'm open about it. And that comes also like when you're in a relationship and it's evolving and growing and over more time, I think that's also part of it. Um, But it's definitely transformed for me now. But before in every relationship, I never wanted to admit it and would avoid telling them about it um, all the time.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. No, that's a, that's a definitely – oh, it's not too graphic. That's definitely a big
1: – Yeah, I guess it's no. not. <laughs>
0: that's definitely a big turning point, though, for sure. Um, yeah, that's like a, um, a good experience, as you said. Like in the moment, you're like, fuck. But like <laughs> hindsight, yeah, that's definitely a good experience. I know that something I'm still trying and do is be gentle with myself when I'm on my period because mm-hmm. I'm a very critical person. And I know especially being in Australia and where I live, I live on near the beach and um, there's a huge beach culture obviously and um, in summer when you're on your period, it's, right. it's one of those things that everyone goes to the beach like all the time. And so if you're on your period – you can obviously go to the beach when you're on your period. But for me, I get really bloated on my period and I know lots and lots of women also, I mean, it's kind of how it happens. A lot of women do get bloated on your period. And I just remember feeling like I didn't want to go to the beach and just feeling so ashamed of how different my body was looking on my period. Like I would break out in um, little spots around my face. I would like definitely get more bloated. I would just feel like uncomfortable and heavy, in my body and then trying to do things when I don't have the energy, I have to get into a little bikini. Like I've done it so many times, but having to like, instead of just respecting what I actually want to do, which might be more inward and just like being by myself and being comfortable and whatever, like still being gentle with how I talk to myself about my body on your period, I think is a super important thing because your body is going through a change so to kind of, you know, be gentle with the way that you talk to yourself, I think is something I've definitely learned um, and still learning to do.
1: Yeah, I would say I'm still learning it as well. Mm. It's definitely, yeah, it's an easy time to pick on your body because yes. you're right. You are feeling very heavy and, and just like things vulnerable. aren't mm. looking good and, yeah, vulnerable as well. So that's definitely a nice like something I think everyone could benefit from is, is just trying to be more gentle with yourself. And, and also, like you were saying, maybe in the activities that you do, mm-hmm. I const- I actually think about this a lot in terms of work mm-hmm. and how our society structures work, you know, like Monday to Friday, nine to five as an office job or right. whatever your hours are it's very masculine and it doesn't really take into account this feminine cyclical nature and you know like as a woman it would be great to be able to take that week to yourself or to cut down your hours or to make sure you have no meetings or phone calls right if you just want to be inward and doing your thing and it's I think it'll change and is changing, but definitely in mainstream society, there's not a lot of room for that.
0: Yeah. 100% a hundred percent. And um, I think oh, i have to try and remember this um, lady's Instagram. I think her name is Claire Baker and um, I've learned a lot from her and, and she also talks about how she mm-hmm. schedules her work around her cycles and she does i believe she does work for herself so it is easier for her to manage but she was talking about um you know the masculine and the feminine and and when you when she talks about that or when we talk about that it's not male and female it's like everyone has both masculine and feminine um aspects in them but yeah that that masculine thing of like um even things like writing lists being productive like having to really use that logical part of your brain and um being real, like a real go-getter all the time when all you need to do or feel like you need to do is just to rest. And that might mean literally doing nothing. And I know that sometimes I literally will stop replying to emails or not, yeah, not do a huge amount of my own work for at least for me, the first two days, my cycle of the hardest for me, like in terms of just, I have more pain, I have way less energy, um, all this kind of stuff because I've known in the past that when I've had to do work, this is this thing as well. Like sometimes you just have to do the work. Like you can't get around it, as you said, the 9 to 5 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts such a stress on your body and I feel yeah. like my if I don't rest during my period, it catches up to me later and then mm-hmm. when I'm in – So like when I'm in the part of my cycle where I'm supposed to have more energy, I end up not having that energy because I didn't take the time to rest.
1: Yeah. And I'd say, actually, if anyone listened to the burnout episode Mm. um, a few episodes ago, we I was talking about how I was in this period of burnout Mm. at the time. And I think actually hearing you say that makes me realize that's probably what happened because or part of the reason I didn't I didn't really rest last time when I needed to rest. And I didn't have normally in my ovulation when I have a lot of energy or around that time, I didn't have that energy. Mm. So that's interesting. Mm. I think like one thing I think that people should do if they're trying to release shame around their period and become more connected with it is kind of what we're talking about like I think a key way is to really get to know your own cycle mm. sounds like and just intimately begin to notice and track what's happening with you and your emotions and your body because that's where I think it starts to transform your relationship with it you see it as being a part of you and your path and yeah
0: yeah absolutely I mean for sure, I would also recommend. Um, I have a I have an app that I use called Flow. Um, I know there's a ton of period tracker apps. I would suggest people, if yeah, as you said, if they're wanting to get a bit more in tune, to download them, because you you track your cycles and um, you can put things in as well, like how heavy your period is on the first day versus the fifth day. So you kind of really get to know. Like, do you have cramps today? Are your breasts really tender before you get your period? Like, all these things. And then throughout your cycle as well, you can comment, like, you have heaps of energy. And then you might coincide that and be like, oh, look, I'm, like, ovulating in a few days. Maybe that's why. Like, it's my summer phase. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm feeling really full of beans and ready to go do stuff. Um, So, for me, that's helped from a, a visual point of view, just seeing it, like, on this app, being like, oh, okay, that's... That's, like, helping me keep on track.
1: Yeah, I'll need to write that down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... I, I know, yeah, the one I use is Flow, but um, there's, a, there's a ton out there. I know there's also ones that um, use the moon and, like, it's period and moon tracker.
1: Yeah, so that's what... That's kind of how I track mine, actually, now. And I, I think I first learned about this maybe, like, four or five years ago, but it isn't until probably the last year again that I've really started tracking it and I'm synced up with the new moon so the new moon that's coming this week that's when I get my period and it's usually like right around or on it Same. um yeah really yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the full moon I think around that time is then when I'm ovulating. Same. that's so funny
0: (laughs) which is actually
1: (laughs) I know we're maybe we're energetically synced since we're so far away (laughs) but that's actually a good question maybe is like have you synced with women around you
0: yes so I live
1: oh your sisters yeah
0: (laughs) I live in a household full of women my poor dad um (laughs) yeah so we we definitely sync up um I know that sometimes we won't, but yeah, I've definitely, I have done that. And also when I was in high school, sometimes with one of my, like my closest girlfriends, we would end up syncing up. And I also just like find that super fascinating that you sync up Mm -hmm. with other women. And I, it's, it's just incredible. Anytime I hear about it, it always reminds me of like the red tent and like how women, would have um, dealt – not dealt with, again, that word – worked around and worked with their periods um, like way back when and so that they would all get them at the same time and like be with each other and support each other and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I find it super fascinating. And
1: you've been to a red tent, right? I have.
0: Yeah, we have red tents in Australia which are not – uh, it's called Red Tent Australia and it comes from that. But um, yeah, it's like dancing and chanting and meditating and it's just all – it's only women allowed and it's really cool. So Red Tents, um, I don't think it's only in Australia. I think it's around the world. There's different Red Tents that you can find. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's – I'm not sure on this, but I'm pretty sure it's in most cultures. Mm-hmm. Um like dating back a while that this was a thing, at least in some way the women would get together and bleed together. And a lot of the time I think bleed directly into the earth, like Mm. giving break back to Mother Earth, Yeah, which is, again, so beautiful.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, I think it's definitely, um, yeah, it's for sure a part of lots of different cultures. But, again, it's one of those things that the more you learn about it, the more fascinating I find it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I and I love that I love that thing as well of really being really deeply connected with other women I don't know I find that beautiful as well just being able to share that experience and really like hold space for each other and also fully understand what the other is going through um, because you're going through it yourself
1: yeah it is a beautiful thing and it's a shame actually that that there is the shame or has Mm -hmm. been at least, you know, the way you and I grew up with that shame around it. Um, When, if you had a different perspective of it from the beginning, it maybe would have been more of an opportunity to connect with other women. Mm -hmm. I know like my mom was quite open about it with me. Um, Like maybe I'll just talk about when I first got my period, we were camping Mm -hmm. and it was probably June, probably like the, the last or the first weekend of the summer, I think, or the first week. Um, and I was camping with my family and my family's friends and my uh, boyfriends at the time, Scott, if you're listening, he's one of my best guy friends, but <laughs> her boyfriend, girlfriend for like the fifth time. And um, we were, I think I was 12.
0: Mm, I Twelve was, or th- I was about I think, the same as well. I was pretty young, yeah.
1: 11 or 12 or yeah Yeah. um but yeah we were camping and I just noticed when I went to the washroom like this like brown (laughs) I was so scared and embarrassed and like I think I knew what it was um but my mom was always very open so I just went to my mom right away and she was like yeah you got your period and this is around the same time I got it and explained it to me I remember feeling so scared to go swimming, though, oh, yes. <laughs> camping, and, like, there was the pool there, and I was so scared of that. I also felt so ashamed because I was there with my boyfriend, and I didn't want him to know and think I was dirty, and,
0: yes. and
1: right.
0: Yeah, no, that's crazy. Oh, Sarah, you're going camping. Yeah, that's the worst as well. When you, like, a young and you don't understand, you're like, oh, my God, water is, like, the worst thing ever <laughs> you can be around it's like ah, get away <laughs> but um what was mine I was I was I think I must have been 11 because I was in the last year of primary school here in Australia so that I think you're about 11 in in that year um mine's really boring I went to the bathroom literally and it happened and I was like oh and I went and asked my mom and yeah, same kind of thing. She told me what it was, but I remember being like so emotional and really like n- also like really not wanting people to give me attention about it and like really okay. like not wanting anyone to know and just being like, shut up, don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> like really like not yeah. wanting to discuss it. And from my point of view, I was probably just like what is going on just like I don't know I mean I have I have two other sisters and one, yes, yeah, so one older sister and my mom and stuff so I knew what it was and what was happening and stuff but I just remember instantly feeling embarrassed by it like instantly
1: yeah and I wonder I mean a lot of that must just come from the way it's talked about or not talked about in society in general
0: yeah well I mean I'm I mean 11 is is young to get your period i well I don't know. It would be interesting to to hear when others got theirs. Um, I know some girls that I went to high school with didn't get it until they were like seventeen. Oh. But,
1: um,
0: I think also there's a lot to do with like if you're a really um, if you're a really athletic kid, that can delay you getting a period. Yeah. Um, stuff and different stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I I mean, that's a really young age to feel so embarrassed by something like maybe if we were taught from really young about it, like younger about it, and it was just talked about in a more casual way and, and not made into such a big deal. Because I remember like being in year, it must have been year six. Um, learning about periods and, like, having a sex ed talk and stuff and all the boys in the class just laughing about periods and, like, and it was just, like, such a taboo thing already. So, I mean, before I'd even got it, I was embarrassed by it.
1: I mean, this might be wishful thinking, but I think really, like the red tent yeah. <laughs> type of environment is actually the best way, probably, yeah. to learn about it. To be in a group of women who understand, like you said, and to have it celebrated and ritualized, like yeah. this sacred thing, yeah. um, rather than learning about about it in school with people laughing and
0: yeah absolutely yeah. that would be amazing and I also think it'd be great for it to be spoken about two men also in a very like this is a really important time for women and girls I mean you yeah, know 11 years old you're still a girl and um and and really educating them about what this means and how it's really important and it's natural and you know all this kind of stuff I mean mm-hmm. I reckon this could happen I mean obviously not for our youth but like you know future generations hopefully can have a better um, education and experience about their periods because it's just such a stigma that and shame that you don't need to carry around for however many years. Like we have it for a huge, huge chunk of our lives. Like
1: Yeah. And like it's part of, you know, childbirth and Yeah. It's it's mammals. It's
0: Yeah. It's nature. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, let's talk about the other part of our podcast topic, which is the pill. Dun, dun, dun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do we think about that? <laughs> uh, okay, well, um, first off, I want to say that I think the pill is a pretty um, incredible thing, really, like the, the technology and like where women can have that freedom and that – contraception and stuff is um a privilege that a lot of people don't don't have or don't, can't um, can't get so I think for some women as well it's a, a blessing it takes away a lot of their pain um, yeah it can do a lot of good things for women I know some um some women who have had really bad periods like really really heavy sore painful periods they've gone on the pill and it's leveled out their hormones and they're so they're just a, a completely different person after going on the pill um so I think for that is is pretty amazing like that's pretty yeah great. my experiences with the pill have not been like that I've been on and off the pill since I was like 16 or 17 something like that and I just have never felt so out of touch with my body as when I have been on the pill like I felt like my body wasn't even mine when I would get my period I would be like this is a fake period anyway and like <laughs> just just yeah completely out of my body and, and not in in tune at all yeah it didn't yeah. work for me
1: I I've had a pretty similar experience I started the pill I think when I was 17. Um, and I took it until I was 22 or 23 Mm. and then I went off it. I went back on it about a year ago now Mm. and then I ended up only being on it for five or six months before I, I went off it and I don't think I'll ever go back on it just because of my experience. Mm. Um, very similar, like I felt very out of touch with my body, especially after, it was kind of going back on the pill last year was around the same time that I'm becoming more spiritually in tune with my cycle and more interested in it. So those two things didn't really complement each other. Um, But also, yeah, my, it really messed with my emotions and my mood. I, it gave me almost, I, I wasn't depressed, but it made me feel depressed a lot of the time um, when I first went back on it, it was almost immediate that I was just felt so anxious, crying a lot. I f- didn't feel like that before. And even though I knew it was the pill because of the timing, I, I just couldn't shake it. And um, as soon as I stopped taking it, I it, if it's placebo, I don't know, I felt lighter. I just felt way more connected. And to me, that's that's more important to me, I guess, right now.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I, I can just so relate to what you were saying just then. Yeah. Cause I've been on and off it as well. And I remember, so mine is very in link with my skin. So I was on the pill and my skin was fine and I've never had acne as a teen. Um, And then I came off the pill and my skin went absolutely apeshit. It just went crazy. Like, it was just breaking out everywhere. I got acne for the first time in my life. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? But I really didn't want to go back on the pill. And so I dealt with it for, like, a few months. And then I was like, fuck it. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going back on the pill. Which, to be honest, it did clear out my skin. But it took, like, six months. And then it was this horrible thing where I was, like, on the pill. But, like, I was felt like I was gaining weight. Yeah. Again, I was feeling depressed. Sometimes I had like no libido. I was just like totally again, out of tune with my own body. And I really didn't want to get bad skin again. And I knew that if I had gone off the pill, it was definitely going to happen. And then it got to the point where I was like, I, I hate this. Like, this is not what my body looks like. I don't feel great. Like I'm just, yeah, I was more moody. My periods were heavier. And I got more cramps on the pill. So it just Mm -hmm. just didn't suit me. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go off the pill. And sure enough, my skin was bad again. Um, But this time I just like persevered and I did not give up and I did not go back on the pill and I haven't been on it now for oh, well well over a year, Um, maybe even two years now. Um, But I just remember being like, I know my skin's bad because my hormones are so out of whack because I've just put them through the absolute ringer and just like they're all over the place. So they had to really settle down and I worked a lot on my gut health as well to get my skin better. Um, but I know a lot of people ask me about my skin and there's no quick fix. Like you can go back on the pill and it will, it will help your skin. But it's like, what are you sacrificing in order to have better skin? And so for me, I just, I just stayed off it and I feel so much better. Like, I don't think I'll ever go back on the pill ever.
1: Yeah. Well, the reason I went back on it, um, my hormones did seem kind of out of whack to me. Like I was getting my period earlier than normal and for longer than normal, um, so that was one thing. And then also, I never had skin issues, but I started breaking out along my chin, which whenever I looked it up, it said it was hormonal and yeah, I couldn't cool. get rid of it. So that's actually, I ended up going to the doctor because I was starting to get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she basically told me, go on the pill. Yeah, they and will. Because like they did all these tests to try and figure out like, no, your hormones seem fine in your blood work. Um like you know x-rays all of that you don't have any any cysts or anything uh just go on the pill so I already knew what the pill sort of the downfalls of the pill but I like you felt like oh I just can't deal with this anymore you know and so I went back on the pill um I think it did it did help clear up my skin but uh yeah just not worth it for me either like like you said, it almost felt like a fake period and well, it is, I guess. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And just my cramps were worse too. And Mm. I didn't have any libido either. I Mm. felt down, I felt moody and same for me. It just wasn't worth it. And so I've, yeah, I've decided I won't go back on it either. Um, but I do appreciate what it can give you that like you, everything you said, the freedom it gives women Mm. and the choice. Um, and it is a quick fix in many ways and does help a lot of things, but just not for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not for me either. And, um, I think that's a decision that every woman has to come to herself. But for me, I just felt like I was a chicken being pumped with hormones. And I was just like, that weren't my own. And I just felt I don't even know how to describe it. I just felt like my body wasn't my own. That's pretty much the only way I can yeah. really describe how it felt. Like it just felt like I was living in a body that wasn't mine.
1: Yeah. I saw I saw a meme or whatever you call them one. <laughs> yeah. Meme, yeah. Um, I know people call them memes too. But... <laughs> oh, really? I think it's meme. I, I don't know. Memis so. <laughs> is kind of meme, Um anyway, I saw one of those and it said something about how women you know can carry a baby for nine months so you pretty much have can have one baby a year mm-hmm. but how men can have an infinite amount of children throughout yes. the year so why aren't men on birth control why are women on birth control and Absolutely. I thought that was interesting
0: I remember talking Just, to my doctor about this like yeah not arguing with her but being like why can't men and uh, she told me some reason but I'm like hey if we can send stuff to Mars and we can do this and we can do this why can't we find an effective contraception for men I'm sure it can happen yeah. maybe I'm sure one yeah. Too. yeah and um I mean now um from a uh, the other thing is yeah obviously the pill is used for um contraception not just like man- um you know, managing difficult periods or stuff like that um now that I'm not on the pill it's definitely something that I have to be more careful of and I think that was um that is again if you go to your GP don't be surprised if you have bad skin they'll tell you to go on the pill if you don't want to have baby they'll tell you to go on the pill like there's all these things but for me it was really just making the decision being like taking ownership of my body really taking the time to learn and understand it more and like tracking when I am ovulating and when I am not fertile and stuff like that so to uh, like I don't want to have a baby right now so to be aware of that um Mm -hmm. but you know doing all these same things might seem like extra work but it's I mean it's I guess it's just the way that you look at it
1: yeah because it does put you more in touch with yourself as well I think doing all these extra steps that you mentioned um it really does help you get in tune and in touch with your body and there are other ways like even there's a tea that I get a tea blend from Pachamama Medicines she's based in Ontario in Canada and Mm -hmm. she grows all her own medicines um and she makes a womb wisdom one. So that's something recently it's supposed to be good for regulating your cycles and oh. all of this. So that's a tea I've recently started having. There's also like when you look into it and there's lots of Instagram accounts, like you said, there's different ways you can track and balance things with food and seeds, seed yeah. cycling and all these different ways you can actually try and get things in balance without taking a pill or a hormonal contraceptive. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I'll have to look up that tea. Um but another thing I wanted to mention was um about like periods being irregular or um yeah if your period's longer than usual you haven't got it for a longer certain amount of time. What I found recently and I'll I will have to fact check this so don't take my exact word for it, but what I've learned is that your periods can be um, late or delayed for stuff that has happened three months prior. Oh. Yeah, I know. So three months. Three months prior can affect your cycles. So I remember with my flow app, you can check like how long your cycle was um, like, okay, for one time, for instance, I didn't get my period for like 40 43 days or something, which was really out of what I usually Mm. get, which is almost like around the 28 day mark. And, um, I remember being like, what the hell, why, like, why was it like this? And then I just had to think about my environment and what was happening at that time. And at that time, like a month or two before was when the massive bushfires were like, raging throughout oh. Australia and like I was in a total state of um fear and real survival mode because it was the first time ever that I've been in Australia. Like bushfires are a thing that happen almost every year. But this was the first time that I was actually fearful of my life and my safety and where I was living and I was down south at the time over Christmas which is Christmas, which is exactly where the fires were. So I was like really anxious and, and, and quite scared. So, um, you know, I think it does also take looking at your environment and what's happening in your life to understand why your period might not be coming. Don't just jump to the conclusion that you might be pregnant because a lot of the time it's like stress factors. Have you traveled recently? Um, are you going through a breakup? Is this happening? Is that happening? Like your emotions are very much so linked to as well. Your period mm-hmm. and your cycles, so it, it's good to remember that as well. I think when you're when you're kind of getting more in, tr- in tune with your cycles.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that about three months. That's, I mean, I guess it's kind of naive for us to think that it's totally just us in control as well, right? Like you're right. There's so much that happens in our lives that affects our bodies, and also like what we were talking before about the moon. Mm you know, we are part of nature and all these things happening in nature are going to affect our body and what, and our cycles, because there's different cycles that are, the earth is experiencing. Yeah. Um, So it's, again, it's one thing that's kind of a doorway into seeing the beauty of it is, Mm. you know, looking at your period, like it really does show you how you are part of nature,
0: Mm. which I... Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, one other thing I want to touch on quickly was, um, so I used to use, uh, and I know so many people do still, which, you know, is completely fine, but I used to use only pads and, and tampons for like mm-hmm. almost my, my entire period of life so far. <laughs> um, and it's only been within the last, I, I think it's been two years now that I've used a moon cup yeah. and it has saved me. Like First of all, I put off buying one for ages because I was like grossed out by it and looked, like didn't understand it and was like not not sure about it. But I just want to put out there to anyone who's listening, who if you're wanting to try something different, at um, this is like definitely a period in time. Oh, no pun intended, <laughs> a period <laughs> in time where um, there's heaps and heaps of different options. So the Moon Cup. I've saved, like, hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars um, because it's an, it's a one-off investment and the cup can last you, like, four or five years. Um, and it's, like, I think I paid, like, $40, 40 Australian dollars to mine and you that's all you need. That's it. And, um, yeah, it's just something that has – it's – I find it great because you can uh, leave it in there for, like, up to 12 hours – And I do a lot of sport and stuff, so I found it really helpful. Plus, it's also um, far better for the environment. But, like, people Mm -hmm. listening, if you're like, what else is there? If you're like, I'm not putting that up there. Um, There's the moon cup or there's, like, cloth pads. And there's also, which I've never tried, I'm also a bit hesitant to try, but I know people have used them, is, like, um, body, which is, I know, a certain brand of, like, underwear that you can wear Mm -hmm. on your period.
1: So I just bought, not them, but NYX,
0: K-N-I-X,
1: oh, yeah NYXwear. Is that another I just one? bought three pairs of their leak-proof underwear. So this will be my first time trying it. So oh maybe I, I'll need to give an update. Yes.
0: Um, Tell but me. Yeah, I definitely bought, want to know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Apparently, it's like on your lighter days or like as a supplement to the Moon Cup, it is, that's when mostly you'll want to use them, but... I'm excited about it. Like I feel like that's quite a freeing thing, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we'll see how it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, I'll be keen to hear. Yeah, um, it that would be good because I know with the moon cup, most people are really worried about leaking and like how the yeah. hell does it happen. And I've never had a really big leak on mine. I've had like a few um, spotting kind of situations happen, but nothing, nothing kind of a real yeah nothing super messy um but having a moon cup and those like absorbent leak-proof undies would be like conquer the world you could do anything that
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah and they're like they're not like diapers or anything no, they're, they're like, super thin and nice
0: they're like actual just normal undies do you call them undies or knickers what do you call them in the U- uh in the i was about to say uk wow yeah like in under, underwear undies underwear, i kind of like undies I don't even know what Australians call them. I think nickers sounds really funny. Nickers always reminds me of like being a kid. Nickers,
1: being a kid, yeah,
0: it kind of reminds me of old people or or old people (laughs) being a kid or old like old grandma knickers. Well, sorry, kind of off topic, guys. Uh, (laughs)
1: But the the next. And I don't know the other ones, but the next ones aren't like that. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) These are not granny knickers. (laughs) Oh, no, I should definitely try them out. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we've talked about this. I'm glad that we did this topic because I remember Mm -hmm. also thinking about doing this topic. I was like, should I do it or shouldn't I? But I'm so glad that we have because I feel like, I don't know, even if people are listening and they – already know and feel everything we're feeling that's fine but maybe people might get a different perspective on on how to look at your period after listening to this well I hope they do because it's um as a woman it's something that I feel like we should um totally honor and appreciate and and work with rather than against Um, yeah and I think that just comes from honoring yourself doing a bit of extra research and educating yourself because you really shouldn't depend on your schooling system to teach you everything you need to know and chatting with your girlfriends about it and your sisters or your mom or your auntie or whoever um and yeah taking away the stigma out of periods
1: yeah I couldn't say it better myself I agree with everything you just said (laughs) And it is like, I love what you said about the community aspect with women. Like, I think when we do start engaging in these conversations more with each other and with the women in our lives, then it helps foster a really deep part of community that goes beyond any surface level, right? It's like our inner nature, deep community, our bodies and how we're connected to the earth. So yeah, I've really enjoyed doing this topic and I think it's something I need to continue to push myself to talk about openly to cause that shame definitely exists in me. And you know, I overcome it, but there's layers of it for sure.
0: Absolutely. I think I'll just leave on maybe, um, a little challenge or something I want to put out to people listening is, um, next time you get your period, just really try and be more in tune with what's going on. So get a journal or writing your notes on your phone or whatever, how you're feeling on day one, how you're feeling on day two, how long is your period? Like really try and get in tune with it and um, and see how you feel. And I think the only other thing I would probably say is say it to people, say it to mm-hmm. your boyfriend, say it to your sister, say it to your brother, whoever, say I am on my period. Because even yeah. for me, sometimes it sometimes. can be hard to say those words out loud. So... Yeah. As soon as you name it, you take away any power or stigma or shame around it, and you just own it. So, yeah, that's a little challenge for anyone who's listening who would like to, yeah, just own it.
1: Guys, I am about to be on my period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Same. We are in sync, even though we're on yeah. different <laughs> sides of the world. <laughs> yeah. So amazing. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning into the Mindful and the Messy, and we'll. To we'll you next week. Thanks for listening to The Mindful and the Messy. If you'd like to keep in touch, you can find us on Instagram, Roxy Rogan, which is R O G A N, and Sarah is at Sacred by Sarah. Thanks so much, and talk again soon.